Well, certainly, uh, Sakina, we're seeing uh, record uh, levels being broken uh, out in the U.S. Uh, with the Dow Jones closing above 19,000 for the first time. Um, so very strong um, uh, trading session out in the U.S. Uh, we're seeing also S&P 500 also uh, closing higher, you know, a very rec- in record uh, close um, at 2,200 levels that we've never seen before. So very strong performance, and I think this is also, you know, coming back still pretty much uh, the post the Donald Trump uh, elections, uh, with markets seeing, you know, obviously his uh, win as, as very positive for the market, um, you know, with his fiscal stimulus that uh, plans that he mentioned, uh, the markets are very excited by that. You know, initially, obviously, the, the initial reaction was negative, but I think. The market has since uh, come back to understand that uh, Donald Trump's uh, election win is more positive for, for markets. Uh, we're seeing strong gains out um, in emerging markets. We've seen strong gains uh, in the U.S. We're also very, uh, st- seeing strong gains in Asia. Uh, the Asian market is very strong. You know, the S&P 500, I mean, the um, Australian market is higher, uh, just over 1% higher. Uh, the Nikkei is closed in Japan. Um, it's a bank holiday there. Uh, but the Hang Seng also positive. So positive across the, the, the board. We've seen the miners, the big mining companies such as BHP Billiton over 2% higher. Uh, Rio Tinto as well, all, also above uh, 2% higher. So lots of positivity, um, you know, co- commodity prices as well. I mean, the copper, the nickel, the iron ore we discussed yesterday, all, you know, at, you know, recovering quite nicely, looking very strong. Well, then uh, we'll keep an eye on that and all the uh, volatile trade, Maudi, and oil ending little changed on Tuesday, which is uh, not too bad, uh, given all that volatility. Well, not too bad. Also for us, I guess, uh, as South Africans, you know, we, we don't really want the oil price to go higher. But no, we don't. The oil prices remained very volatile um, over the past couple of uh, trading sessions. And I think primarily driven by all the, the speculations around the OPEC meeting that's coming through uh, next week, um, the, the, the current discussion just before the, the formal meeting on the 30th of November, um, you know, yesterday there's some discussion between uh, Saudi Arabia and the other OPEC members, Iran and Iraq, uh, whether they, they, they are able to agree on production or, uh, uh, you know, output cuts. But it looks like it's a very difficult one. I mean, on the other hand, you have Iran, who's just come back um, after years of, of being sanctioned, uh, saying they want to pump up more oil um, and, and not really keen on cutting back on production. You also have Iraq, you know, who, who's also saying they've got problems of their own. They need revenues from oil to fund, you know, to fight against um, terror, uh, terrorists. So it's a very difficult one, and it looks like it's going to go down to the wire until next week, uh, where we're going to be. Uh, we're going to see whether there is an agreement uh, of some sort. But it's a very difficult one. The negotiations are, are, are ongoing, um, so it's going to create lots of volatility on the on the price of oil. But I guess for the South Africans, we hope that uh, the oil price does not shoot up because that would be very negative for our economy um, at the times when the economy is doing badly. And then, Maudi, uh, just looking at what's happening in India at the moment, cash economy been thrown into absolute turmoil uh, since uh, Modi announced on November the 8th that the 500 and 1,000 uh, rupee notes would cease to be legal tender. Absolutely. It's lots of problems there in India. You know, a lot of havoc 
particularly given the fact that the, the Indian economy is heavily reliant on cash. Uh, most of the, the, the people there and the business there, they use cash. Um, about 90% of, of, of the economy utilizes cash in, in their daily transactions. So on the 8th of November, we remember uh, the Prime Minister Modi announced the banning of uh, certain notes, the 500 rupee notes and, and, and the 1,000 rupee notes, um, basically withdrawing them off the system. The Indians have until the end of the year to return those notes um, or, or, or face basically forfeiting uh, all, those, um, all those notes if they haven't returned them by the end of the year. So there is a massive rush to return those notes and, and of course, exchange them for, for the new notes. Uh, the new notes, 2,000 uh, rupee notes that have been created. And of course, the new 500 rupee notes have been created. But as you can imagine, I mean, in an, in, in an economy where a massive reliance on cash, you can imagine there's so much cash in the system already. And to have to go into the bank, there's long queues uh, to return those notes. So it's really causing a lot of disruption. Uh, some of the rural areas where there isn't much of the formal banking uh, sector, it, it's really creating a lot of problems. Um, you know, so the, the, the move, um, as explained by Muri, he says there's a lot of uh, this black money that he's looking to get rid of, a lot of um, tax evasion as well, a lot of money sitting in cash and not really making its way back into the uh, formal sector. And, and of course, it's it's one of the measures that is taken to crack down on 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 the on the on the on the tax evasion and and of course this black money. Yeah, Maudi, we're going to leave it there for today. Talk again tomorrow, uh, Maudi Lentswane, who's managing director at Lehumo Capital.